20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Welcome back, Green Bay Packers fans, to Pack-A-Day Podcast. This is the 90th edition of Pack-A-Day Podcast, the Vonnie Holiday edition, the Montrevious Adams edition. Going way back, the John Theory edition of Pack-A-Day Podcast. My name is Jacob Morley. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob Morley. Ross Uglum is not here with me today, but I do have a very special guest. Um, His name is Kent Swanson, and you can find him at Twitter at Kent underscore Swanson. Kent is one of the lead writers at ArrowheadPride.com, and I thought it'd be really interesting to get an outsider's perspective on some of the major issues that are concerning Green Bay Packers fans. So without any further ado, Kent, how are you, man? Good to be on with you, buddy. Yeah, you know, for all the people listening, this is not actually Kent and I's first rodeo. Um, we actually have a a draft show that we started last year. Um, had my, mild success, mild to below moderate success <laughs> through uh, ArrowheadPride.com. What do we? Is it the AP Chiefs draft show? Um, the AP Chiefs draft. Yeah, what man. Twelve episodes last year. Something like that. It was a lot of fun, and like I mean, just getting a chance to to talk about draft prospects, and we gave you a platform to talk about some of your Packers crushes, some too. So it was it was a good time. Plan on doing that this year as well. It was a good time, yeah. And so, and we'll actually, you know, I'll plug that for when we get closer to draft season on this show as well, because it is, you know, it is through ArrowheadPride.com, which is of, of course a Chiefs website. But when when you're talking about the NFL draft, you're talking about prospects. I mean, prospects are prospects. So, Kent, before we jump into any uh, Packers situations or, or scenarios, a couple things I wanted to get your take on, just kind of uh, some rumblings around the league. One, Amari Cooper getting dealt for a first-round pick today um, by your boy, John Gruden, out in Oakland. How <laughs> how stoked are you that your rival Oakland Raiders are now run by uh, the mastermind that is John Gruden? You know, if it was anybody but John Gruden right now, I'd be pretty concerned that they'd do something good with that draft asset that they just got for Amari Cooper. But I, I just... I. What he is doing right now is is so confounding, and I don't trust that he's going to be able to do much with the draft capital that he's acquiring. He's got a lot, but I just feel like he's going to wind up wasting it. And and I'm here for it. I'm pretty sure. I keep joking. Like Reggie McKenzie, the Chiefs drafted his son in the sixth round. You know, we could use a we could use another smart mind and talent evaluator into the into the chief system. That'd be great. <laughs> well, and it's interesting too how you know because uh, Reg McKenzie's you know from that Ted Thompson Ron Wolf tree, and so it's interesting how you know and John Dorsey was too. So how closely knit, honestly, the Packers and Chiefs uh, you know scouting department really is um, because a lot of those guys and you honestly a lot of the guys in the league are kind of that way, anyways. But there are definitely some similarities there. And, and yeah, I would be pretty excited if I was a Chiefs fan for more than one reason. Ken, we're not going to be able to get out of talking about the Kansas City Chiefs without talking about the NFL's darling right now, Patrick Mahomes the third. My goodness. <laughs> my goodness. Um, and, and if, if you don't, no one here follows Kent, I guess, or maybe some of you do, but Kent has really been driving the wagon for Pat Mahomes since before he was drafted. I actually watched that draft at Kent's house. And there's a video of out there of Kent holding a pillow, 
really, really tightly to his chest, <laughs> inviting out a really loud yes <laughs> when they picked him. And you know what? And and you've been super high on him this whole time. I've always really liked Mahomes, but goodness gracious, he has done everything you would want someone to do. And what's interesting, and, and how I'm going to tie this back in with the Packers is, you know, there's two guys in the, in the NFL that can make some of the throws that you know Chiefs fans and Packers fans get to watch on a dated on a weekly basis now, and that's Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. I remember in that that Dallas playoff game when Rodgers made that throw to Jared Cook down the sideline, and he, uh, Pat Mahomes Senior actually made a comment because that was during draft season, and he said, and I kind you kind of scoffed at it at the time, but he said there's two guys on the planet that can make that throw, Aaron Rodgers. And then my son is the other one. And that was, and that's Patrick. And you know what? He's not wrong. Um, yeah. I think, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to be 35 at the end of this year. If there's anyone, I mean, if, if you're going to talk about, you know, passing the torch off that kind of that freak, that freakness torch, you know, what, a, what better guy to pass it off to than Patrick Mahomes can't, I'm going to get, I just, I just want to give you the stage here for like 30 seconds. Just, just tell the people how much, how excited you are to find it and give, give them some back, some backstory too about, you know, people maybe don't know um, how long of a struggle it's been for the chiefs to find their franchise. Oh. Us in green Bay, we've, you know, I mean, I've been, I have never in my <laughs> life watched a Packers game without a, I mean, granted like when you guys get hurt, but you know, with, without a hall of fame quarterback under center, that's just been my fandom, but Kent talk to, talk to us about the struggle, <laughs> man. So my entire life, I've never never seen seen the Chiefs draft a quarterback in the first round. And um, it's been a long time coming to finally get this guy into Kansas City. And, you know, he's – the the Chiefs have really just never had an asset invested in the quarterback position of significance in my life. It's always been retreads. It's always been Trent Green – and and Steve Bono, yeah, we got Joe Montana for a couple years in the end of his career. I, I really feel like I really feel like you're disrespecting Brody Croyle right now. <laughs> well, funny thing is, Pat Mahomes passed Brody Croyle in like game three of his NFL career as far as passing touchdowns. So, um, yeah, no, I'm not going to disrespect Brody. Croyle. Um, no, it's it's been a long time coming, and and Kansas City, and this this sounds kind of dumb but like honestly I think Kansas City just deserved something like Patrick Mahomes more than anybody in the National Football League as far as a fan base is concerned because we've been very tortured at the at the quarterback position there's never really been a glimpse of of potential that the Chiefs could finally take someone like this so to finally have a guy like this and for him to be doing all the things that he is um, it's very gratifying very rewarding for the city and and we don't know what to do with ourselves right now frankly, Jake, like, honestly, this is all new for us. You guys are so used to this where you're just familiar and and expect greatness every week from the quarterback position. I do not know what that feels like. So we're all still just kind of, we don't know what to do with our hands right now. Well, (laughs) I remember, I remember texting you after that first game, who they play San Diego when they beat. Yeah. And I mean, I was so impressed after that first game. I just remember I sent you a text, just, Hey, welcome to the good life. Like you got a, <laughs> yep. your window, your, your Super Bowl window is wide open for the next 15 to 20 years, which is super exciting. But that's an excellent segue into what we are going to talk about here about the Green Bay Packers. There are um, 
there's some, like I said, there's some hot topic items that a lot of people in Green Bay like to talk about, and we've talked about them at length. But it's always Packers people talking about them. And you want to talk about windows being open. One of the one of the main things that, and you know, one of the main gripes that Packers fans would have is one, only winning one Super Bowl with Brett Favre, and now two, kind of seeing history repeat itself. And you know, it's starting to a lot of anxiety is starting to come up with Packers fans, kind of thinking, are we, you know, are the Packers wasting Aaron Rodgers' career? He's only got one Super Bowl. You know, he's been to multiple NFC um, NFC championship games. But they they've been to one Super Bowl. They won it. Is that, in your opinion, Kent, as a fan base, do the Packers have a valid gripe there to say, "Hey, you've won two Super Bowls in the last twenty five years with two Hall of Fame quarterbacks"? You know, I mean, it's it's hard to win a Super Bowl, but at the same time, I kind of feel like they should have been at least knocking on the door a little bit more and maybe made a couple more appearances than they have and. Um, I, I've, I've kind of felt like that for a while. It's just, you know, I know, you know, Mike McCarthy, for instance, he won a Super Bowl with them, but the thing that, the thing that I, I, I'm kind of curious about, and I don't know about like how you guys feel about this is like, I, I, we're, we're, we have an embarrassment of riches when it comes to kind of the creativity on the offensive side of the ball. And, um, I'm not trying to like brag or anything like McVay's brilliant too in LA. There's a lot of, there's some really sharp minded, creative football play callers right now. And with a rare talent, like Aaron and frankly, Aaron, like Aaron's ridiculous. Like I, I have a man crush on Aaron Rodgers more than probably, I mean, the ability of Aaron Rodgers is just unreal. It's, it's stupid. I don't know why I don't see the same kind of attempt to be creative with such a rare talent at the quarterback position. And I, I feel like that they should be getting more out of that window that they have with Aaron Rodgers. Um, and I just wonder where some of the creativity is. I think that would go a long way in, in helping, you know, the, the Packers attain the things that they are more than capable of because they have Aaron Rodgers. And that's, you know, and that's a pretty popular opinion in Green Bay right now, especially because you look at McCarthy and you, and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, you know, five, six years ago, he was that innovative guy. You know, he was out there, you know, five wide, slinging the ball all over the place. I mean, the route concepts that they were running were very sophisticated. And now it's just it's it, it seems like the game has passed him by a little bit. Um, and I'm not fully in the fire McCarthy bandwagon yet but I'm inching closer to it and it might be one of those things like do we change just to change and I think McCarthy actually would have a very similar or I think it would I excuse me I think it would be very interesting to see what Mike McCarthy would do after Green Bay because I think a really easy comparison to make would be Andy Reid is a guy that had a ton of success in one place for 13 years for McCarthy was 14 years for Reid you know and what are they going to do next one thing that Reid has proven though is he can win without a stud quarterback. I mean, Andy Reid got Kevin Cobb paid, right? Yeah. Who, yeah. who else? I mean, he, he made Michael Vick. He had a resurgence in his career. I mean, he went I mean, to a school I've, with Donovan McNabb. I mean, and Donovan right. McNabb's an okay player, but, I mean, he's, you know, knocking on the Hall of Fame. And I think that's more because of what Andy Reid was able to do with him. Right. Well, and I think, you know, even Alex Smith has been the beneficiary of, of obviously you're seeing the discrepancy between what – Kansas city had with Alex Smith and what we're seeing now, like Alex Smith got maximized here too. And I think that's the case with everybody. Um, you know, maybe with, maybe with McCarthy, like maybe it's, 
more about, you know, who he's giving authority to be the play caller. Like that guy's been, he's been a head coach for a long time. So he understands the responsibilities in detail, but you know, it, maybe it's just bringing in someone creative to, to actually kind of take over the offensive play calling. Like what if John DeFilippo wound up in, in green Bay? Like think about something like that. If he was the one guy that wound up getting the opportunity you know, to come and call plays with Aaron Rodgers, I think that would be a, a great step for his career if he had done that instead of, you know, moving on to uh, to Minnesota. So, I mean, I think that it, it maybe it's not necessarily even McCarthy as a as a as a leader as a whole, but maybe it's just you know trying to get some more creativity on that side of the ball. Yeah, absolutely, and um, and that was kind of the whole thought process with bringing back Jill Philbin this year was you know here's you know an ex offensive coordinator who had a ton of success in Green Bay, um, record setting offenses when he was here. So they they really talked about all offseason. You know, we're going to blow up the playbook and we're going to come back and. Uh, with a fresh new offense and it just really you know it hasn't been that way whatsoever so um it's been interesting and the thing is too uh you know a couple of guys that I'm interested in and I don't think they're I don't know if they're ready yet but I'm really interested in the Andy Reid coaching tree just because Doug Peterson's had so much success I really like Matt Nagy in uh Chicago who's kind of the next guy in line um would you say can as far as that Kansas City coaching staff so the guy that people are talking about a lot right now is Eric Bieniemy. Uh, just recently promoted to the play call or to the offensive coordinator. He's not the play caller, just the offensive coordinator in Kansas City. He's the running backs coach, um, and he's he's brought some he's brought some wrinkles here. I think they've been more creative with the run game than they've been in the past. Um, you know, the Chiefs t- primarily run outside zone. Uh, th- that's what they lean on, but they've they've brought some gap schemes in a little bit. They've done some stuff um to kind of incorporate some looks you know they started tinkering with some stuff in the preseason so he's a guy that I think I really like as far as his energy um I think he's brought some new things to the table um that that's kind of the next guy as far as 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 the Andy Reid coaching tree especially on the offensive side of the football how long until uh is it Matt or Mike Kafka it's Mike how long until Mike how long until Mike is a head coach Mike's Mike's an interesting dude, man. Um, you know, he I think he's I think he's kind of on the Matt Nagy path where, you know, he started out as at the bottom of the rung. He I think he was the quality control guy last year, got promoted this year to to uh quarterback's coach because he was kind of working on the side with Mahomes. They they the Chiefs built a great infrastructure for Mahomes as far as development. Everybody is quarterback centric, so Kafka's kind of going up the ladder with him with Mahomes, So, you know, he's a guy, you know, keep an eye on him. I don't think it's this year. I don't think it's next year. It's probably three, four, five years down the road, but I mean, he's going to be, you know, (laughs) you you never know with the Reed tree. I mean, people keep climbing up fast. I mean, we're running out of guys to, to, to groom in that infrastructure, but um, yeah, keep an eye on him. That was a name I threw out there just because I, I, cause I kind of look, he's kind of on the same trajectory as a Matt Nagy. Yep. Um, but we'll see. I mean, who knows? It, the way the Packers operate too, they usually they'll probably hire someone. We've if if they d- decide to part ways with McCarthy, they'll hire someone that no one's really ever heard of or doesn't have an impressive resume. I mean, Mike McCarthy did not have an impressive resume when he was hired. So um, who knows? Um, but so can't. So last thing, and then we'll move on from Mike McCarthy. If you are Brian Gutekunst, you have a, a choice to make at the end of this year. 
Um, would you move on from Mike McCarthy? I mean, I'd probably see how the year goes. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you never know. I mean, Aaron's on one one leg right now, it feels like. So anything he does is going to be pretty amazing. But um, I think, you know, I don't think it could hurt to to bring in a fresh voice potentially. Um, you know, maybe try to find a more creative, dynamic, offensive mind to to try to 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 keep up with the times and, and kind of and, and, and infuse some energy too. I mean, that's gotta that's gotta be something there too. Sometimes messages get stale. So um, you know, if you don't see the what you're kind of anticipating, expecting, I don't have any problems with them moving on. Okay. Yeah, and that's that's kind of where I'm at too, is let's let's let this thing play out and let's see what happens. Um, do they have, you know, does this team have another run the table in them? Do they have another R-E-L-A-X in them? Um, and then also they're in, you know, they're three and two. <laughs> you know, t- a lot of people are talking like they're, you know, like they're own five, but they have a winning <laughs> record. You know, they're, they're one, they're one ridiculous roughing the pass recall away from being four and two. So, uh, and then, so I think that says a lot, but, uh, moving on from that. So there's another, you know, that's that's probably the most widely talked about topic in Green Bay right now. But there's another really there's a guy that gets talked uh, talked about quite a bit. Fans are super split on this guy, um, and I kind of want to just I want to let you just riff on him and and what do you know about him? What are your thoughts? But that's Ha Ha Clinton Dix, um, someone that you know he kind of gets dumped on quite a bit in Green Bay, but he's also pro football focus is like number three safety in the NFL right now. <laughs> so just from the out, the outside looking in and he's, you know, he, we're not talking about Aaron Rodgers anymore. We're talking about a more or lesser known guy, probably league wide, but what are your thoughts on a guy like Haha? Elite name. Um, <laughs> also, I mean, I was a big fan of him coming out of the draft. Um, I like him. I think he's a good football player and um, you know, I don't watch every single Packers game, but um, he's always been a guy I've really liked. Um, it, and talking to a, a Kansas city fan, we, our, our safety issues are immense and we've been going through them like Tic Tacs. So um, yeah, if you are complaining about ha Clinton tick dicks, I will gladly take him off your plate. Um, I don't know. I, I, I bet you, you know, I, I did see something about how, you know, he said he doesn't think he's going to be back next year. I don't think they don't, he doesn't think that they're going to be, yeah. you know, retaining him. I mean, was, I'll take that was, a weird, that was just a weird comment that he made. Because it was kind of one of those things where, you know what, haha, yeah, a lot. You know, when you say he, he basically said it, like to put it in context, he said, you know, I I'm out here playing like I don't have a job here next year, which is how he should think. You know, it really it really is. But it's just the way he said it and the timing of it. It just was super tone deaf, and I just I I wasn't a fan of it. Um, Sounds like you guys have talked about that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's that's been discussed. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so that's that's ha ha. Um, and Kent's right. Uh, just to put it in perspective, I mean, for, for as much safety issue as the Packers have, the Chiefs are essentially the Packers without ha ha Clinton Dix. I mean, that's because they got like they're trotting out Jordan Lucas, um, who's actually people like He's him. Not but, He's yeah, not bad. He's not bad. But Ron Parker is an embarrassment to football, and Ron, he's starting, Ron the big so. six Parker. Ugh. He's he's so ungood at football. It's just it's exhausting to to think about him. So, yeah, uh, I'll take if you want to if you want Ron Parker, we'll take Ha Ha off your hands. No thanks, no thank you. All right, um, kind of get wrapping this thing up. I want to get just, we'll just rapid fire here. I got five names for you, and I just want a one word one word response on these players. 
Okay. First guy, David Bakhtiari. Good. Okay. Clay Matthews. Washed. <laughs> washed is washed hair. No, just just just, just <laughs> he's washed up. I only had one word, so I had to cut it short. Well, that's pretty eh, sad, but accurate. Uh, Randall Cobb. Overpaid. Hmm. Two words. No, I think you. I think it's one. Yeah, hyphen hyphenated. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna Google it. I'm gonna Google it later. I think it's one. You're probably right. Uh, Jair <laughs> Alexander. Jealous. I thought you were gonna say handsome. I gotta be. Oh, say <laughs> <laughs> Jair, man, I love Jair. I'm. I would love to have him in Kansas City. Yeah, he's been exciting. He hasn't played the last two games because. You know what? Hurt guys tend to stay hurt, and he was hurt in college, and he's been dinged up in the NFL too, but hopefully he can get healthy. Uh, last guy on my list, Kenny Clark. Underrated. Under Yeah, underrated. Gonna, I thought you were going to say underrated or young on that, both though. He is. Yeah. I mean, he's young too. Like, what, he's, he's 20 years old coming out of the draft? Yeah, he just turned 22, I believe, and he's in his third oh. year or something like that, 22 or 23. Yeah. I don't know. He's he's going to be – yeah, he's, he's pretty good already. Um and actually, you know, San Francisco was talking about, you know, they ran all over the Packers and basically Kyle Shanahan came, he just basically came out and said, well, yeah, we just ran pretty much everywhere. Kenny Clark and Mike Daniels weren't. And <laughs> which yeah. says a lot about the rest of the nine guys that are out there. Um, yeah. Clay Matthews. You know, yeah. Sorry. Is that, a, is that a sore subject? I don't know. Like, no, I'm sorry. I, like, I think, uh, I think most people would agree with you on that. It, and it's too bad, you know, Clay Matthews is always going to be the guy that, you know, caused the, the fumble in the Super Bowl, and he's always had the hair, and he's the all-time leading sacker. But it's kind of, you know, I would compare it to, like, when Tamba got older. You know, it's just, it becomes, yeah, it's time. Well, um, yeah, and I think we're experiencing that. We're we're nearing that with Justin Houston right now, yeah. too. So, I mean, those, I, those I totally get it. Those edge rushers don't seem to last very long unless you got a really, really special one. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I say that, then Julius Peppers is like fifty-eight years old and still out playing. Um, <laughs> so okay, we got the L. So I want your prediction: L.A. versus Green Bay next Sunday. Give me a score. Give me a score, and you can be honest. This is a Packers podcast, but I want your honesty. You know, I kind of feel like this is the game the Rams get caught on. I was thinking, I was looking at the schedule a couple of days ago. I feel like this is the game actually that the uh, the Rams get caught. Let's go. Uh, 41, 37, hammer the over Packers win. Wow. That's a, <laughs> it's going to be lit, man. That's a, that's I, a boring game. Um, hammer but... the over. I've been hammering, just hammer the over on everything this year. It's been Whoa. insane. I'm just, you look, Defense look at, real. Defense yeah. No. And I mean, Aaron's going to, Aaron's going to catch him on like three offsides and it's going to be delightful. Marcus Peters is going to get roasted because he's playing on one leg. I mean, yeah. it's going to be it's going to be fun. I mean, I think I think there are some ingredients there for an upset. The Packers are typically really good off their bye week. They t- Mike McCarthy teams have always gotten up for these types of games. Um, you know, the very famous, you know, well, the Mike McCarthy line, you know, we're nobody's underdogs. I like that and I think uh so we'll see. Um I could I would love to see an upset. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Packers by uh, four scores to win this game. Oh. Um, <clears throat> Homer, <laughs> twenty-eight to zero. 
Um, so, all right, before I let you go, Kent, uh, is there anything? Um, so, like I said, Kent is one of the, the head writers at Arrowhead Pride. Um, I'll do a little plugging for you. If you know, even if you're not a Chiefs fan, if you're just a fan of football in general, um, they do really awesome stuff over there. Um, I, I I read their articles, learn a lot of stuff from it. Um, so if if you want to meander on over there to Arrowhead Pride, I'm sure they would appreciate your clicks. But uh, Kent, anything you want to plug for yourself? Oh no, I mean you you said it. We just we got a lot of got stuff going on. It's not always chief specific. We got a lot of content. We're doing a lot of film breakdowns. So if you want to learn a little bit about any side of the ball, specific players, things we look for. Um, there's there's some interesting stuff there. So we you know we're we're proud of the stuff we're putting out. Uh, yeah. So thanks for having me on, man. It was fun. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Um, I also want to give a shout out to uh, to Matt Lane and Craig Stout. What are their Twitter handles? Because those are two guys that if you like football too, they write for Arrowhead Pride. That those guys, those guys yeah. are awesome. So we got it, it's at Barley Hop, uh, and then at Chief in Carolina. Uh, us three and Jake are the draft team at Arrowhead Pride. So you're gonna, you know, that's that's we're all gonna be doing a ton of draft stuff here in the future. So keep an eye on that. Um, and and those guys do exceptional work as well. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Thank Kent. Thanks for joining us. Um, this is again, this is packet a podcast. You can find me at Jacob Morley and this was Kent Swanson, Kent underscore Swanson. Um, we will catch you guys next time. And as always go back, go shotgun formation, of third and 15 to the 46 yard line of Dallas. They empty the shotgun Cobb in motion to the left side. Rogers looks it over against the snap back pedals. Now under some pressure steps up, throws it over the middle. Good Adams. 30 turns up field 25. Cutting right.